Hello and welcome into the Lone Star Varsity Podcast. I'm Mike Graham, joined as always by Brian Navarrete. It's a big week of basketball. Girls are off into the regional tournament setting, and there are quite a few South Plains teams still left. And boys, they're heading into area on Thursday and Friday. So let's dive right into it, Brian. Uh, tell us about your game last night. You saw a pretty decent one. I saw two pretty decent games between uh, Lubbock Cooper and Randall and then Polidoro and Lubbock High. Um, first off, uh, the Pirates kind of started the night off there at Wayland Baptist uh, against the Don- against um, Randall, rather. And uh, they were... They were very competitive. They ended the first half t- or the first quarter tied, and then Randall went on this run that just put Cooper in a deficit. But here they come back in the third quarter. They rally. They take the lead. It comes down to the very end. Uh, there was a three-pointer by one of the Raiders that just kind of created some distance to where Cooper had to start fouling, you know, trying to get the ball back. Um, and it kind of hurt him, too, that – the Randall was playing pretty sound defense. They were man-to-man, and they were really pressuring him. It was hard to get anywhere close to the, the basket for a while there. Um, I will say, Caden uh, Johnston, uh, he's a great three-point shooter. You know, I, I heard some of the coaches behind me just complimenting on his ability to sink the long ball and just play in general. It was a good game for the Pirates, but unfortunately it came to an end, or their season came to an end. They fell 56-52. to to Randall, so they end their season at uh, 18 and 14. And then following up, LISD, uh, Lubbock High took on Paulo Duro. Um, it was real competitive the whole way. It was kind of like the Cooper game to where it was just a game of runs. Yeah, I, is, was, I was fairly surprised that Lubbock High hung in as well as they had because I had seen Paulo Duro dismantle a team earlier this year. Uh, and uh, it was it was definitely not that game. Lubbock High was right with them step for step until the very end. Definitely. I think what really helped them is just out-rebounding uh, Paulo Duro, you know. And uh, Paulo Duro struggled a little bit with getting some points. Um, Lubbock High's defense, I think, was the game changer for them. Um, the one thing that hurt them there towards the end is that we I – saw, I saw this Paulo Duro team that you probably were referencing – this uh, really good team that can go on a run and just take the game away from you. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, Lubbock High ended up falling 66 to 57, which that score originally was about 58 to 57 for the longest time. It's just fouls. If you look at it, <laughs> Lubbock High ended up fouling uh, um, or sending them to the free throw line 16 times. Lubbock High did not make one trip to the foul line. Free throw line. Yeah, that's a that's a testament to uh, to Palo Duro, I, I guess. And uh, I mean, yeah, free throws really came in and factored into this one because uh, I think I read in your article what they they went to the line fourteen times, sixteen, sixteen times. Yeah, yeah. And uh, unfortunately, the Westerners fall in their season fifteen to sixteen. But I was impressed with both games. Well, on the girls' side of things, a couple of surprises and a couple of not-so-surprising things. Uh, but I think one of the surprises is how well Friendship is doing at the, at the 6A level. They're off to the Region 1 tournament, which is at the Wilkerson Grind Center. For the first time. Worth. First time ever. First time ever hitting 30 wins. They're 30-7, and seven, taking on a 31-6 and six Plano team. That's Plano Senior High. And uh, looking pretty good. I mean, uh, beat Midland Lee. Uh, avenged a loss that they suffered the last – night of the regular season um at the 4a level 
looks like Denver City and Loveland might get round three because uh, they're on opposite sides of the uh, four-team bracket. Denver City is going to play Glen Rose at 7 p.m. Friday at Lubbock Christian University's Rip Griffin Center. Then at 8.30, Loveland's going to play Abilene Wiley. Those are really good games. I mean, you've got Denver City 28-2 against Glen Rose, 33-1. Loveland 32-2 against Abilene Wiley, 25-6. So it, that, that, that might be the place to be if, if you're a girls basketball fan on Friday night. However, if you want to drive a little bit, two teams that have just been awesome since about the midway mark of the season – You've got Roosevelt, which is 24 and 10, going up against Brock, 30 and 6, at 6 p.m. Friday, Midlands Chaparral Center. Lady Eagles are the real deal. Absolutely, took down Wall uh, the other night, and uh, you know I got to see Wall against Shallow Water, and I mean, I felt like Roosevelt and, and Shallow Water were very similar teams, and that was kind of the whammy on Wall. But uh, yeah, Wall missed, has missed its first regional tournament appearance in six years because of the Lady Eagles. A testament, I think, to how competitive Roosevelt has become mm -hmm. in these last couple of weeks and last couple of games. This game was won in double overtime. Yeah, I mean, Peyton Brown is a candidate for our Athlete of the Week, 31 points in, in the playoff win against, I believe, Tulia earlier in the week, uh, or on, on Friday evening. Um, and then on the opposite side of that bracket is Idaloo, which is now 30-6 and six going up against Colorado City, Colorado. 28 and 6. I think Idaloo is going to be favored in that game. It took out Cana Canadian. Yeah, it took out Canadian too. And uh, yeah, I mean, what, I mean, what what can you say about these two teams? Uh, I would not be surprised at all if um, at the end of the day, a 4A and a 3A came from the Lubbock area going down to the Alamo Dome next weekend. That's where the state championships are held. Definitely. What I, what I would like to see, just because you know the storyline is much too sweet, is uh, Denver City and Leveland meeting up in that regional final. Um, these two teams built a, a pretty significant rivalry in the last couple of years, and, and this year too. Absolutely, and I mean, just once again, I mean, how stacked the entire thing is. Um, if those two teams ran into each other, I mean, not only would that ensure that the South Plains had a representative in San Antonio, I think they would have to be in that first breath of, of teams favored there, maybe one or two. I, I think that um, coming out of this Yano Estacada region is a pretty big deal. I think so. When you look at these last games that they played, these quarterfinals, um, they kind of beat their opponents soundly when we were looking at Leveland and Denver City. <laughs> Idaloo uh, hanging on there to uh, beat Canadian was huge, 48-42. to 42. Um, Denver City defeated Greenwood 61-45, to 45, which I, that's a pretty big margin, I think, in a playoff game at least because, you know, in talking with some of the coaches at the end of the game, they'll agree that, playoffs it's just a series of runs and you don't know what's going to happen on any given night any player can catch fire uh we do know one player that's played really well for friendship year yeah. round cassandra awat no who's a sister to ronald awat who's mm -hmm. at utep right now playing football yeah uh, and her and macy maddox you know kind of trade off and leading that team in scoring but what i think is more impressive with friendship is that they, they weren't rattled against midland league because if you look at the box they were kind of back and forth for a little bit. And then there at the end, they just stretched it out. And then just to round out the girls' regional tournament schedule at, in 2A, Sundown 26-7 going up against defending 2A champion Panhandle 22-2. and two. And then you've got in, in the 1A level, the, in these games are at South Plains College's Texan Dome, as, are the two, as is the 2A regional game we just referenced. 
You've got Ropes and Nazareth. Nazareth won the state championship last year. I think Ropes' entire season comes down to this game. If they get through it, I think they'll be favorites to win the state championship. But Nazareth, I mean, this is a program that has 21 state championships. And then on the opposite side of that bracket is Jayton versus Happy. And that um, those games, Ropes is at 1 p.m. on Friday at South Plains College. And Jayton and Happy is at 2.30 p.m. Uh, Friday at South Plains College, ahead of that sundown game, which is at 8 p.m. Ropes is stringing together a pretty memorable season. Yeah, they're still undefeated. Uh, well, of course, they're still undefeated, but uh, sitting undefeated, and they're making a, a name for themselves, I think. I think so, too, and they're still fairly young. So if it doesn't pan out this year, uh, I mean, the future's looking real bright. And, I think this, I mean, this whole area yeah, in I mean, the next couple of years is going to definitely look bright. I mean, honestly, like, I, I think if I don't get assigned to that Ropes-Nazareth game, but I have some time ahead of my game, I think I might just go there and, and check it out since it's a 1 p.m. I, I think that that I think that's the real deal. I think that, that um, that's a swing game for whichever team is going to get out of the region. I, I'd say that your champion is probably going to come from that bracket uh, versus the Jaden Happy side. Definitely. Uh, when we're talking about youth, I think it's worth mentioning that I don't think Idaloo has any seniors on their team too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then just going through some some uh, boys' games, uh, like you said, uh, Lubbock High and Lubbock Cooper got knocked out. That meant that District 3-5A swept District 4-5A. Plainview didn't make the playoffs, so um, the South Plains is out of the 5A business. Friendship lost to El Paso Americas, so that brings us down to 4A. Lots of good games in 4A, uh, and we'll go through them all because I think they're all really good. Estacado versus Andrews. Leveland versus Fort Stockton, eh. <laughs> Seminole versus Clint, uh, and Brownfield versus Monahan. So I think three out of four, pretty competitive. I think so. Uh, I'm just like with Denver City and Leveland girls. I'm kind of hoping that we see a rematch between Estacado and Seminole again. <laughs> yeah, uh, going down to Seminole earlier this earlier this season. Actually, not that early. I mean, it was only like two weeks ago, but you could see how. If Estacado hadn't shot the three ball as well as they had that night, that easily could have been Seminole's game. And uh, Seminole has to like its chances, you know, losing losing two. It's really hard to beat an opponent three times um, in a single season. But still a ways to go before they'd run into each other because they finished one and two um, in their um, region. So I believe that the only way that they'd actually meet would be a regional semifinal or yeah. championship. I think it would be the semifinals maybe. But – the thing about these two teams is it's been the same. It's been a ri not a rivalry, but in the last couple of years, at least these last two years, these two teams have traded off. Estacado got the better of them in district, but uh, Seminole has very talented uh, bench, you this, know, all, all throughout. This game I really like just because we've seen it before. It's uh, Shallow Water, which is now 31-2 and two, versus Alpine. That's a rematch of the uh, Fibermax Caprock Classics Double T Smiles Bracket Championship game. Which Shallow Water won. Mm -hmm. and, and did handedly, but it took them a while to pull away. Uh, and you know Alpine's looking at film from that game. What, I don't think we talked enough during the regular season about the Shallow Water boys. Uh, this team is sitting at 30-2. and two. That says something. I mean, only two losses. They won the the Cap Rock small school, and now they're kind of uh, making stretching it out here in the the playoffs. And they're going to be, I think, a team to look out for. It might be at the regional tournament. And then at the two-way level, you've got Sundown, Albany, Morton, Stamford, Abernathy, Farwell, 
Lockney versus Sanford Fritch, Post versus Stratford, and New Deal versus Memphis. Any of those games stand out to you? Um, maybe Post versus Memphis. Definitely. Uh, Stratford. Oh, uh, Stratford, rather. Uh, that one, just because Post had an incredible district run, they were hard to beat. I think it, that they're going to be another team to kind of keep an eye on. Um, one team, you know, I'd like to touch on a little bit now that we're kind of in the 2As. We'll go to TAPS 2A, which is All Saints. All Saints, you know, they're moving on to their fourth regional final. And uh, they defeated Greenville Christian 91-56. to 56. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're dealing some pretty handy losses. Yes, and we just got a time on that game, too, just a couple of minutes ago before we started recording. They are going to play Dallas First Baptist, which is 16-4. and four. So there's not a whole lot of separation in the records because uh, the Eagles are – sorry, the Patriots are 26-6. Um, I think 27 and 6. 27 and 6. And, and um, yeah, they're going to play 3 p.m. Saturday at Clyde High School. So that's that's kind of new news out here. Yeah. And uh, Trinity Christian, as in the last couple of years, is alive in the playoffs right now. 79 to 62 over Fort Worth, Lake County. Country, rather. Down to 1A, Borden County, they're trying to get back and, and win the Region 1, or sorry, Region 2 for a second time in, in Class 1A. Uh, they are going to face Balmorea, which um, ironically played a state championship football game immediately after um, Borden County did down in, down in uh, Arlington. Uh, so there are some, there are some athletes in, in Balmorea. You can't overlook them, uh, but Borden County has had its way with the region in um, the past couple of years. Wait, are you trying to say Balmoray? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, Borden County is – we knew that they were going to be a good basketball team as soon as the season started because, you know, they returned a lot of their players from last year that made it uh, pretty far. Uh, they're definitely a team to watch, and I, I see them going to the reg- – I see them getting past the regional tournament. I see them uh, being there at the state tournament and really competing for the title. Klondike versus Rankin, that's a 6.30 p.m. game Thursday at Garden City High School. You've got Whit Harrell versus Knox City, 6.30 p.m. Friday at Rawls, so pretty nearby. Uh, Jayton versus Newhome, that might be a good game, 7 p.m. Friday at Lovett Cooper High School. And Petersburg getting into the mix after winning uh, the District 5 championship going up against Paducah, 7 p.m. Friday at Floyd Ada High School. And then one final boys game, and that's a TEPS 4A game, Trinity Christian versus Arlington Grace Prep, 2.30 p.m. Saturday at Abilene Christian High School versus the university, although they're right next to each other. Um, Trinity Christian about to break 500 after a tough start uh, to the year, uh, going up against Grace Prep. That's a little bit of a Metroplex power. They, they uh, compete against some pretty serious competition up there, 31-6. It's going to be a good game. Yeah, one thing you got to look at is – this Trinity Christian team features um, some players that have won a state championship, and they know what it takes to get there. So might give them the edge here in the stretch. And with that, I think we're going to call it a day and get ready for these games. Uh, their coverage will begin a little bit on Thursday evening. Got a, got a few games. Then the big Cahoon is Friday. And I think it's safe to say that we're going to have some regional championship games to cover on Saturday as well. I think we're going to be – up bright and early Saturday morning. (laughs) We really appreciate you guys listening in, and we will see you next time.